Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be the storyteller for the evening. On tonight's episode, the gang finishes up their first school week and meets up at the comic book club to chill with the ghosts. Meanwhile, Marcy isn't having such a great time as she intrudes on a possible murder. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Season 1, Episode 6, Metaphysics 106. Liv is having his final class for the week as he has had to switch professor he has had to switch things of study considering his um current predicament of not being able to help people but still wanting to stay in the medical field he has decided to switch over into uh, mortuary science yep metal um let's see so there you have the class is relatively small it's not exactly a booming uh field of study that people really want to like get into super Uh, neat though oh it is incredibly neat um he is giving a very basic lecture on the necessity of uh taking care of the dead uh proper autopsy burial but he does add in his own little flair to some of these things all right then class uh so as we've already discussed um you know burying the dead having to deal with uh the grieving people on at the uh, the funeral home. These are all very important things. Uh, And, you know, the autopsy, of course, and sanitary conditions. These are all very, very important about... uh, These are all very important things for dealing with uh, disease and and decomposition, all, all all those things. But what I want to impart on you all is that death isn't just about one person ending it's about helping people our our job is about helping people move on and while that we might not be healing people on the front lines like doctors are we are helping them move on with a different kind of pain so uh you know just make sure to never forget that uh to you know keep talking to the, the the family of the the people we've, that have been lost and to make sure that they know that the way that they can keep their their loved ones alive is to just never stop telling stories about them because that's how people like stay with us um as that you're there uh tyler everybody else in this class has kind of a I don't want to say sunken expression, but they all have a very... There's a look about them that looks almost drained and similar to your own. Gotcha. I can't imagine there's many, uh, as much like optimism in mortuary, mortuary studies, other than this, like, this one guy. Or they're all abyssals, you know? They're or. 
Oh yeah, we, we've got a, a classroom full of 20 abyssals in here. Look, that's what, four different uh, Deathlord's minions? Yeah, it's totally fine. And I'm just saying. What could go wrong? A lot of things. So as that he dismisses the class, as that everybody else leaves, uh, he does stop you, uh, with. He looks over and he sits behind his desk and he goes, Excuse me, uh, Mr. And, and he looks down at the sheet. Uh, Liv, uh, can you come over here for just a moment? And I walk on over. Yes, Professor. So, listen, the other day I saw you and a couple of your friends, um, going over into the, uh, into the old club building the other day. And, like, I'm not going to tell you kids how to live your life. That'd be just rude of me. But if you're going to keep using the building, you are going to have to get a teacher to sign off on it. So as long as you guys are on the up and up, I'm happy to do that for you. Very well. What uh, What is required for a teacher to sign off on that? Oh, you know, you guys just got to say that you're a club or whatever. I don't care what you do. Just make something up. Maybe uh, come in, uh, report what you do or don't do or whatever every now and again. I'm just here to help you students live your best life while you got the chance. And he puts his sandaled feet up on the up on the desk with his socks on. I don't like it. Kill him, it. Tyler. Kill him, Tyler. Do it. No. That's gross, though. Uh, very well, sir. We'll uh, get right on that. All right. He pulls out from his uh, desk a uh, a paper and he hands it to you and he goes, "Just get your friends to sign that. Whoever you want to, whoever you want to be part of your club, and you guys will be good to go." If you excuse me, teaching takes a lot out of me. So and he picks up a uh, he picks up a bodice ripper romance novel and like puts it over his face. We're gonna take a nap. And I guess I gather my things and uh, leave. Um, so... Hmm. Christina, you said the cast doesn't have any Friday classes, right? Okay, I'm just trying to think of something to do for you. Because I've gotten the others so far. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to check on your day off, Christina? So, I would go probably to the library. I'd wake up at like 11 or noon or something like that go to the library and try to look into uh, the Giovanni crime family and this apple on top of the Empire State Building. And I assume the Giovanni crime family and like Bruno Genovese is going to be figuratively easier stuff to find. Like there'll probably be actual relevant stuff somewhere maybe mentioning them. Um, Whereas the apple's probably going to be more conspiracy theory type stuff and harder to find but I'm going to try and look for both of those Yeah, for like okay. 5 hours or whatever it is before we beat up 5, 6, 7 hours so I would like you to make me a I mean we'll get a fucking character sheet real quick there is um, investigation academics computer stuff like that if that helps at all um, maybe a cult for the apple Bullshit. A cult would definitely be for the apple. Um, 
Uh, I think that investigation, unless of course you have research on there, investigation would be the best one. So I'm going to say, since you're doing all of this over the course of a couple hours. Okay, so it'd be from like 11 to 4, 35 o'clock then. Yeah. If you want, so I'm going to have you make uh, a roll for each of these things. You, each of those rolls is going to represent two hours of time. If you want to focus on one over the other, you can obviously, like if you wanted to do just nothing but research on Giovanni stuff, you can make me like three extended rolls. If you wanted to split everything up, you get three rolls on each of the different things. And then if you wanted to split it up like two and one for Giovanni Genovese or the other way around, you could do it like two rolls for one crime family and one for another. Okay. Um, I think I'll do. I make the rolls and then decide. Like, make the first roll. Like, say, like this is this roll for this, and then kind of see where I go from there. In the sense of, I start looking, and if I don't find stuff right away, I kind of get discouraged. It's like, next topic, let's worry about that instead. Yes, I just want to declare them all ahead of time. I am totally fine with you declaring them as you go. But once you declare them, then it's uh it's it's in step okay uh so my first role is going to be looking at the giovanni family that was mentioned yeah no problem uh so that is going to be a difficulty of eight with intelligence and investigation gotcha okay first role giovanni nope the dice roller does not like me today so i'm gonna go ahead and just do a second roll on them also a little bit longer trying to deep dive into them okay much better yeah that is much much better then i'll probably do the last one for the apple okay that is going to be an occult and intelligence roll of difficulty nine oh i might not get anything for this Occult's not great but got one! Yay! Alright. So, it takes you about four hours to do this. But you, and originally you were just getting, like, a bunch of just really basic information about, like, what the name Giovanni means, and, like, the kind of families that would name their that have that as the last name, and, like, you're not really getting anything over, like, basic internet search like search results and your I mean I'm, I'm gonna be honest you 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 botched on that one so like you're still like you're not even paying attention as you're waking up and like you're clicking yeah. on the things that say add next to it and not paying attention <laughs> like when you google search that shit and it's like oh yeah look the first result oh, that was an ad for Giovanni baby names what but then, once you uh, get your collective shit together. It's just it's one of those things that she goes out and it's like, all right, fuck this and walk away for a second. So it smokes a cigarette. Yes. Focus on this stupid stuff. Focus on it. Okay. And goes back in. Okay. So you know that coming into this with five successes on this family, um, 
you are able to pull up some uh, criminal records on them, on some of their lower level people. Uh, you know that they have connections back to Italy, obviously. Um, but when that you start looking into those, those connections go back centuries. Like, it's one of those, like, this family has been around for centuries doing a bunch of shady shit for quite a while. Like, this is a, this is a bigger deal than you probably initially, initially imagined that it would be. As far as other relevant information about them, they came to America in the early 1900s and have been slowly coming into most port towns. Uh, slowly trying to take over the local crime rings in uh, each of those areas. And they have a tendency to buy up a lot of questionable real estate. Uh, before we move on to the Apple thing, is it that Bruno uh, Genovese... Or how do you pronounce that? Genovese? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I'm bad with Genovese. names. Okay. Is he the leader of that family? Or is are they related at all in this? I didn't take super great notes on that last time. To the... The Giovanni crime family. Bruno Genovese is a low-level thug in the Genovese crime family. They are a completely different okay. crime family. Got it. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Your note for the beast is actually in reference to that is what people around town call Peter Giuseppe. That's his like mob name. Uh, okay. And yeah, everything else is uh, pretty pretty spot on. I just I was trying to get clarification on it really because I was like I didn't do good notes on that. I must have been getting tired. So we can move on over to Apple stuff whenever you're ready. Okay. So with one success on the Big Apple, you come across in your... So looking up New York City Big Apple is going to give you a lot of really dumb search results. A lot of yeah. really dumb search results that you are not going to like really be able to parse through. So the one It'd thing one that of you those find... New York Big Apple or like Spirit Apple on yeah. what was it Empire State Building or Statue of Liberty? Yeah. So you come across a bunch of weird stuff that eventually does so the best thing that you can find on there is probably some conspiracy theory website that you know take it or leave it it's kind of up to you on that point um but someone is talking about how that sometimes a city that is big enough might manifest its own spiritual presence if enough people believe in it. Got it. So I would like you to make me one last roll. Okay. I would like you to make me a perception and alertness roll at difficulty nine. Perception and alertness. Okay, so it's going to be eight dice. Difficulty nine. Fuck you, ones. You still got three successes. Yeah, but fuck you, ones. <laughs> well, I was not expecting you to get that, and I forgot that you are the perception monkey. 
Okay, I so five dots in perception and three in alertness and awareness. Gotta, gotta keep your those eyes sharp when you're gambling. Don't want to make sure make sure nobody's tricking you. All right, so here's where things get a little bit interesting. You look up from your research at around, mm, let's say like two, three o'clock at some point during the day, and you watch Liv walk out of a wall. Okay. As well as, uh, and before him, you saw a couple other students walk out of that same wall. In the library? Uh, you kind of like, you look up from, yeah, yeah, like in the library. Like you look Just up and sure. there's and there's like a window that like points out into a hall and like you see a couple students just walk out of a hall out of a wall and then Liv follows suit like a couple minutes later. Is it a, is the wall like three quarters of the way down section nine? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hey, Brendan's not gonna get that joke. Because he hasn't read Harry Potter. Oh, man. Uh, nine and three quarters is like just this pillar in the train station that they have to run through to get to the magical train that takes you to Hogwarts. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Why would you make children do that? I mean, have you seen fun. the author? Oh, fair. Fair. <laughs> yes. You watch a a total of twenty students exit a wall. Got it. I'm uh, I'm gonna keep that in mind. Is this while I'm studying, or is this towards the end of it? This is while you're studying. Um, I'm gonna keep mental note of that for when I'm done studying to go and check that out. Okay do anything else with the boys before I go and investigate that. Uh, I figured that next up would be you all getting together wherever you all decide to get together. Okay, then I guess I'm gonna go and try and study that wall, then. Um, when I, after my four hours of studying are done, I'm gonna just very carefully get up. What What is around the wall? Is there like a water fountain around there? You said there's a window or something like that? There's a window from the library that looks out into the hallway. It's like one of those okay. like full, full, uh, like full body windows that you see on like the inside of libraries. Uh, there is, uh, there's not really a whole lot of other stuff around it. Maybe some like posters and stuff, but not like water fountains or there's no bathrooms near I'm it. I'm trying to, to mentally picture that and I'm having trouble getting a mental visual of how that looks. Because a, a window looking out onto a hallway, I don't... Like that doesn't a, make sense to me. Like a window from a computer lab. Like how in the in the labs you've got the... Oh, okay. So basically I'm in a computer lab doing research. It's, it's the door and I'm looking at this through the computer lab window. Yeah. Out into the hallway and the hallway directly across from me is where they're coming in and out of. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense now. Okay, I was picturing like an actual window and I was very confused why I was looking through a window into a hallway. And yeah, so it just, it wasn't coming together in my brain space. I'm not an architect. Anyways, yeah. So I'm going to get it from the computer lab. 
I'm gonna uh, open the door and kind of go out, and I'm going to get my phone out and look like I'm I'm messing around on it, and just kind of playing a game or something like that. Just at least look like that's what I'm doing. And I'm gonna casually go to kind of like lean against the wall. You know how people just kind of lean against the wall in a hallway and just sit and chilling on their phone and press my back up to yeah press my back up to where I saw people coming in and out nothing so far that I would it's a wall do you have any charms that would let you interact with the spirit world yet no because I spent uh my point get my points getting a two essence two okay yeah it's it's just a wall push my like put my hand behind my back and just kind of tap the wall a little bit while I'm looking at my phone and just working it with one hand just to see if it sounds like a wall as weird as that probably sounds that sounds like a wall feels okay. like a wall uh, I'd say if Lenny was here he could lick it to see if it tastes like a wall yeah I, I'm not about to try that um, alright well she's gonna just Go to meet up with everybody then. Okay. So you guys, I guess, are going to go meet up at probably the clubhouse. That, clubhouse, that would be yeah. that would be the closest thing. Yeah. Alright, so you guys are there. Um if you want if you guys want and and one of the guys who can talk to spirits and want to ask the uh, the spirits of the three kids will manifest um, and chat with you but if not they're you can feel their presence in the area and they're just working or doing their own thing I probably won't like chat with them but I will like check in to see if they're doing okay it's gotta be asbestos in this place making my forehead itch <laughs> They're they're doing just fine. Um, they've been enjoying uh, they've been enjoying making new friends. New friends, uh, you guys. Okay, cool. So yeah, so you all meet up around a table with a few chairs that the ghosts have set up for you and uh, have dusted off to make look nice for you all to to uh, sit at. <laughs> Maybe someone gets a beanbag chair. I don't know. Fight amongst yourselves. Dibs. You'll break the beanbag chair. Fine. Just gonna dejectedly sit in the other chair. That breaks under my weight. So, what are you all going to be working on today? So, I suppose some ketchup is in order. How have you all been? Uh, going to class normal stuff. Uh, I saw you walk through a wall. That was kind of neat. Excuse me? I saw you and uh, twenty about 20 other people walk through a wall twice today while I was in the computer lab in the library. That was neat. Brendan, do I remember walking through a wall? You most certainly do not remember walking through a wall, but you do know that your mortuary class is uh, near the library. I, I certainly didn't walk through a wall. I'm not sure what you saw. Um, you you definitely did. Um, I can even we can even go back to campus and I can show you. But 
I definitely saw you and like 19 or 20 other people walk through walls. He kind of just like waves off the idea and just like, anyway. It's so, very much, very much one of those, I don't have time for this kind of thing. It's not, it's like, not like lack of belief, but like, just like a shrug. So we're not going to walk through the walls? I can show you the wall later, Lenny, if you want to. Maybe your simple man can do something with it. Well, simple man can walk through all the walls. Well, maybe he'll be able to do it. I can't do anything with all this stuff, really. Is it because you use cuss words? No. Um, I bet it's because you use cuss words. Yeah, I can do other stuff that I'm sure you can't do, but I'm not yeah, here like to show read. Off. I wasn't going to go there. Uh, I was going to go with, you know, apparently mess with time. But that's not important. And, you know, steal people's names. And shoot light out of my fingers. I do like it when you make your fingers go pew pew. It's kind of neat. It tingles a little bit. Kind of like weird. You know when your hands fall asleep and it has that pins and needles feeling? It's like all that, but concentrated right on the end of it. It's It's weird. I don't have a better word for it. That sounds unsettling. It's not bad, it's just different. Um, but, so the reason I was in the computer lab was I was doing some research on the Giovanni family and um, on that apple that Lenny mentioned. Yeah, the one on top of the Empire State Building. Yeah, that one. And I basically tell them all the stuff that I learned for lack of having to repeat everything. So, okay, Lenny just tries to absorb it, but fails pretty bad and is just like, uh, sure the apple's a spirit. Cass reaches into her pocket and pulls out a couple sheets of paper and unfolds them. Here, I printed it out. You seem to be better at, you know, absorbing material when it's written down. I can't read, Cass. How are you in college? Football scholarship. Cody, did you reads everything? Did you legitimately take the flaw illiterate? No. Then you can read. I don't wanna. Okay, there's a difference between you can read and I don't wanna read. Yeah, but if I can, if they're gonna believe it, I'll let them believe it. Okay, I I just wanted to make sure because I distinctly recall you suddenly writing down a bunch of notes. Yeah. Oh yeah. You- you, I know how to write, I just can't read. How do you have an eidetic memory? Does your eidetic memory function? How does knowing how to write but not <laughs> how to read function? How does eidetic memory work with those two concepts in play? It's act. It's not actual letters, it's just X's and O's in a pattern that only I can understand. I don't know. Okay, bud. <laughs> I take notes in football plays. Cass just gives you the notes, and she gives one to live to. It's like, here, this is just easier to give you guys copies of the stuff that I found. When you go through... Uh, to give a quick, before you decide to start shooting, to give a description of this room, it looks like a unused apartment um, that is dusty and uh, 
some of the windows look like they've been like taped over. Uh, it does not have a good smell in it. Very uh, rotten meat kind of quality to it. And there is a woman in uh, basically cut up pajamas who is bleeding from her torso and her arms from multiple slash slashes. And there is a knife floating in the air. So anyways, start blasting. Um, there's a knife floating in the air, and there's yes. a cut-up woman. That, that clearly, there's the woman's alive, though, like it's a real person. And there's a knife floating in the air, and it is, like, slashing at the air near the woman and getting uh, closer and closer. Is there anything around me that I can pick up and, like, throw at the the knife? There's some books. There's some, like, random debris on the ground, but... I, I like, if I want to pick something up and, like, chuck it at the knife, I guess, because that's the only thing I can see. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's say you, like, grab, like, a book and, like, chuck it. Dex in athletics, I believe. Uh, difficulty is going to be a uh, seven since, you know, you only have the knife to know where that something is. I'm, I'm aiming at the knife, so hopefully I hit it. Oh, damn. Okay, so um, it does not seem to notice your intrusion and it is still going for the woman that is on the ground. You toss the first thing that comes to your hand, which is uh, an older looking copy of the Fountainhead. And this big, thick chunker of a book goes uh, goes sailing through the air, misses the knife at first, and then as it goes down to stab at the woman, it just stabs through the fountainhead. Aha! Protection. <laughs> Aha! Ayn Rand has finally done something useful. Oh, boy. Hey, man. Bioshock was a good game. Sorry, did I miss someone insult Bioshock? Because I'm going to throw hands. No, you miss me insulting Ayn Rand. She's debating throwing hands. Ayn Rand is not uh, Infinity Ward, that studio that made Bioshock. Yeah, she just wrote the book that they based the bad guys off of. She's not a good person, guys. No point in throwing hands. So, I guess with the knife in a book, um, I'm gonna go for the woman and try to drag her away frantically, like Let's go, let's go, let's go. As you've decided to show your courage and everything, you can feel a sense of purpose and goodness uh, welling up inside of you. I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. Um, there's a sudden flood of power that comes over you. Righteousness. Righteousness. Yeah, let's go Heroism? Her yep, heroism. You having uh, faced... Well, the supernatural and lived, there's something about that that kind of sparks something else in you. And and in your brain, you can hear something speak to you. All stands on the brink. Find your brothers and sisters. Set them on the course of righteousness. Save the world. That is the voice that rings in your head. Uh, Britt, you now have access to your charms and essence. Oh, hey. Perfect. And you are now uh, burning with... Well, not you're not burning, but you are 
alighting the place in an anima fire that the world has not seen for, I was about to say a couple thousand years, and then I remember that in this timeline, they all also exalted like a couple days ago. So like two days ago, the world has not seen this in like two days, which sounds way less cooler. <laughs> but two days. So I guess um, in that case, I uh, now have access to some charms that can help me here. Um, was it all-encompassing sorcerer's sight that allowed to see this stuff? That allows you to see ghosts and spirits? Yes. Cool. I'm going to do that. And I guess I'm rolling perception and occult. It's perception and occult at a difficulty seven, apparently. Okay, well then roll that. So, four successes? Yes. Wait, okay, no, uh, so that is going to help you. But if you wanted to, just to let you know, uh, Brit, in the future, you can also just spend one essence to, uh, to get the, uh, the site. Oh. I didn't know that. I guess I just didn't read it. Yeah, it's the, there. It looks like there's basically two. Uh, there's basically like two uh, versions of the charm. One of them is to find places of power, or and the other one is to actually peek into other worlds. Gotcha. Well, if if the spending the essence is to peek into, then I guess I'll do that one. Okay, so you spend a point of essence, and then you can now see there is the ghost of a man holding a knife. Um, he is dressed like he is from the, let's say, late 2000s, like the, like, 2009 to 2010-ish. He's in a uh, kind of like a hoodie with a band name that you can't really make out. He doesn't look happy about a lot of things. And one of them is definitely his uh, his badly made teeth. And he is trying to swing the copy of the Fountainhead off of the knife. Very poorly. Because uh, like I mentioned before... That book is a chonker. Okay, I guess um, at that point when I actually see him, I'm sure it probably like takes me aback for a moment, and then I'm gonna be like, "Hey, um, let's get out of here and talk to the girl. Like, try to get her out faster." And then once she's safely out, I guess I'll handle the ghost. But my main concern is getting her out first. So, upon seeing all of this, um, the girl is rightly freaking out, and while the, the knife is stuck, for lack of a better word, she is scrambling away from you because uh, she can see the she yeah she can see the knife that's stuck in there, but you are aglow with fucking power and look like a glorious golden god, and that is terrifying to mortals. She is basically going to run the fuck away from you. As long as she's running the fuck away out the door, then I'm okay with that. 
So long as you move out of the way of the door, she will do that. I will gladly move out of the way to allow her to run frantically away from me before I go over to the spirit and uh, using ghost eating technique, I would spend another essence so I can strike it. Yep. So when you go to use uh, ghost eating technique to be able to touch the intangible, the thing has gotten its blade off of the uh, off of the book. And it looks to you very confused as that you lock eyes with it. And it just kind of goes, <laughs> you can see me? I don't know if that's him happy I can see him or if that's him excited that he can now stab me more. Why not both? I don't like it and I want to hit it. <laughs> okay, so you spend the essence to uh, to be able to, to hit him. How are you going to do this, Britt? Well, um... Knife hand him in the throat. We never wrote down my wep- my guns and stuff, but I'm assuming... Oh, I can pull that up real quick. I can't hit ghosts, but I can hit ghosts, unless it goes to my weapons too. It goes to your weapons. So I guess I'll pull the my little pistol out of my uh, side thing and I can tell you what a light pistol does. Go for the go for the ghost. Do you have a pistol or do you have a revolver? That's the better question. You know what? After going about what you and I talked about, let's go with revolver. I don't know this. Give me just a second, I can pull up the stats. But like what school are we going to? Long Island University. To be fair, I don't live on the campus. I live off the campus when this is okay. happening. Gotcha. I was about to say, what kind of school lets the student open carry post-Virginia Tech? Right. I have a concealed carry permit. Don't, th- of, don't, think, don't think that Brendan and I didn't look up concealed carry laws before I made this uh, thing. What's it? Concealed carry in this economy? What's the age for that? Because um, it's a apparently lot it is 18 in some states. That's really weird because I know in some places you have to be like 21. Correct. 21 in almost every state except for like... Okay, a revolver does six damage. It has a rate of two, a capacity of six, and a concealment rating of J, meaning that you can literally conceal it in a jacket. Perfect. And I guess since I don't really need it right now, we eventually will need to get my pocket knife. But that's not important right now because I'm going to shoot it. Okay, so that is going to be a dex plus firearms test. Uh, Difficulty six. You said it was dex and firearms? Yep. Nice. Well, bam. So anyways, I started blasting. So the one I just rolled with the six successes was to hit. So... For damage, because I already rolled his uh, his dodge, because he has a really shitty dodge, because why would you ever care about dodging? Because you're a fucking ghost, everything goes through you. Um, Not today. Roll me 12 dice for damage. It's uh, difficulty 6, but 1s don't subtract, so we might have to like manually count it. I'm rolling 12 what? 12 d10s, difficulty 6. You know, I was about to pick up that uh, that charm that let me also hit ghosts, but Britt did, so now I don't have to. That's what I appreciate about you. So, Britt, you just did eight aggravated damage to this fucking ghost. 
it, it's not looking great. Um, there are little holes, like sunlight uh, bursting out of it in its side. And it starts to use its ghost powers to flee. Um, it is going to basically fly out the closed window and try to go somewhere else to deal with someone else. So, question for the revolver. Since it says rate two, uh, does that mean I get two attacks? Or is that, like, how many I have before I can, like reloaded or what is that is you can take the multiple attack there's a multiple attack action that basically you can shoot twice but you uh i believe you increase the difficulty of it but if you uh you hit then you can split up the successes between both shots and then you can like do basically more damage gotcha so anyway so this ghost is running away what are you going to do? Um, I guess I'm going to, if it's going out like a window, maybe I'll go towards the window it's going out, like chase after it and try to shoot it again. So you know from gun safety class that maybe shooting out a window in a crowded city is not the best idea. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that after I said it, and I was like, that's not a good idea. Because gravity's gonna take charge of that bullet at some point, and it's so crowded in New York that the chances of actually, like, accidentally hitting someone is pretty high. Yes, um, since it's gone... Like, if it's uh, running... And you it's can still see it. It is uh, running out. Uh, it is outside the window in a storm with a bunch of, like, leaves blowing around. Punch it. Oh. Punch Excellent. it. Excellent. I'm going after it, and I'm going to run on the leaves. Excellent. Britt, what cast did you pick? I picked Zenith cast with the Twilight as my favored cast. Sweet. So I guess I'm going to spend... Or I don't even have to spend the uh, essence for it. It just says the character needs never roll to maintain her balance no matter how precarious her footing. And may stand or run upon even the weakest or most insubstantial of surfaces. Such as falling leaves, individual threads, drops of rain, or even the surface of water. So I don't even have to spend anything. That just happens. Yep, that just happens. So long as you don't decide to stand still on the leaves, you're good. Hey guys. No, it clearly says I can stand or run upon any of these insubstantial surfaces. So I could stand on it and I would just kind of fall with it. Okay. Uh, to kind of set the scene a little bit more, uh, it's late afternoon, and uh, the like. Uh, it's been it's been a nice, uh, cool day. It's been kind of a little breezy, but like you know, the breeze is nice coming through. Uh, one of the windows in the room is uh, open to let the breeze in. Every now and again, like a fall leaf kind of drifts in. It's overall everything considered like a pretty nice day. What have you guys decided to, uh, to do? 
Well, I gave him printouts of the info I found about um, the mob families. And I think that's a more pressing matter than that apple. So we might want to go and take care of the mobs. But... I don't know. A literally gigantic rotting apple in the middle of our city is a little bit alarming. Well, I can't see that stuff. Only you guys can. Mama always said, what you don't know won't hurt you. I'm gonna have to disagree with your mama there, because there's plenty of things that, if you're ignorant about it, can still hurt you. My mama's never wrong. So, you know what? I'm not gonna get into it right now. I'm not in the mood to argue. But, agree to disagree. Anyways, here's the papers on what I did on the research for the mob family. Are we dealing with the apple or the mobs? One seems more pressing because it has slave stuff. The other is an apple that, you know, only you two can see. Simple Man Freebird can see it too. It's not just the two of us. You, you do realize I can't always see Simple Man Freebird too, right? I can't see spirits like you guys can. I won't lie. Tussling with gangsters doesn't sound particularly interesting. But a gigantic rotten apple above a city that shouldn't be there? That could be interesting. Um, considering where that you are is basically a haunt and uh, lives presence there, kind of makes the ghosts pretty permanent, even to the point that uh, Cass can see them pretty consistently. The tall guy, uh, Bryce, the writer... Uh, comes over, and he looks like he's got a script in his hand. Hey there, uh, Liv, I, not to interrupt on y'all's conversation, but didn't didn't you say that uh, some of those gangsters had ghosts or whatever? The one did, yes. Okay, I just wanted to, I just wanted to figure out like where did that uh. Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure if you were, like, going to go and help them, help the other ghosts like you did, uh, w like, with us. That is a fair point. Hmm. Honestly, whatever you all want to do. I different my point. Looking over the, uh, over the papers, is there any reference to these gang members being related to Kane? No question mark? I'm just checking to make sure, because if God specifically told me to do it, then... Gangsters. No, there isn't. I don't know. Look, if you guys want to go and deal with this apple, we can go and deal with this apple. I just don't know how much help I'm going to be, because I can't... Mobsters. We'll do the mobsters. Just so pick a direction and go As you guys are uh, talking about this, you notice that the storm that was kind of blowing in the nice breeze has kind of rapidly approached. Um, there are more leaves coming in at the moment as the sky begins to darken. I mean, it was getting close to sunset anyway, but the sky is definitely darkening as that a storm is approaching. And uh, Annabelle, yeah, the colorist uh, ghost, uh, goes to the window to try and close it and in a moment you guys are 
blinded by golden light as the uh, the kind of skylight window kind of thing. Like it's like one of those windows that kind of like props like open like up like diagonally upwards. It's kind of like one of those skylights. Like the artist studio type windows. Yes. And from there, a golden uh, form comes tumbling down, running on leaves and lands on whatever you all have decided to uh, make be like your your table that you all sit at to discuss things. The nerve center. Yeah, the, the nerve center here. And you can see uh, emblazoned on their forehead is a golden circle. Hey, Brendan. Yes. Is it fair to assume that my coffee was on that table? If you wanted it to be, yes. Sure. Okay, your coffee was on the table, and it goes... Well, the cup is on the table, and it goes to spill, and... Give me that good old... Well, actually, wait. Is this your coffee cup, like, your artifact, or the... Or just, like, a fucking big gulp of coffee? I mean, it would be a cup either way. Can I use my artifact cup in here? Yes. Yes, you can. Then sure. Why not both? When they stumble onto the table... Uh, everything moves and is shaken around. Papers go everywhere. And the ghostly mug of coffee goes to fall on the ground. Go ahead and give me a dex and athletics roll to try and catch it. Uh, difficulty is going to be a seven, as this was a pretty sudden thing. Very cool. One second. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't have very high athletics or decks. Yeah, I know I noticed that, but um you you managed to move your hand quickly to grab the coffee cup, and while that you might not have normally been quick enough, the ghostly hands of uh William, the tiny uh boy ghost, uh clasps clasp his hands clasp over yours and uh, kind of help like steady the cup and make sure that none of the special brew drops from it. And as soon as that he realizes what he's done, he blushes and runs towards the corner. Does, does he take my cup with him? No, he does not. Thank you. Hey guys, it looks like a storm's rolling in outside. So I guess I'm going after it. I'm going to use the leaves to uh, to run after it. Sounds good. You gotta so keep you your start running after it. Um, and it is very confused to see you hopping along the leaves and like running at it with like fists clenched. I guess go ahead and give me what's better, your dex or your strength, Britt? My dex. Okay, uh, give me a dex plus brawl to hit this thing. Are you saying I'm about to punch a ghost? Because that, if so, I am okay with this. 
you are in fact about to punch a ghost. What is the difficulty? Uh, six. Dude, that was rough. I got one success. What? I'd like to point out that that is bullshit. <laughs> that is some bullshit as the ghost deftly dodges out of the way. Um, he appears to be going down towards what the, you know to be an abandoned club building. Can I can I try to tackle it? Because brawl is not my my strong suit. But yeah, yeah. Uh, is athletics a little bit better for you? Yeah. So what is that? Dex and athletics. Yeah, I'll let you dex and athletics to tackle it. Uh, difficulty six. You fucking tackle it. Um. So you come crashing down through uh, an open uh, art studio window onto a table. And then you beat the shit out of this ghost into oblivion. I should totally use the other half of ghost eating technique on this ghost. Yeah, go for it. You want to? I kind make of a real, make a real good impression here. It, it made me angry. I, sh I should do it. Okay, can you, uh, can you let us know what that does? <laughs> yes, yeah. Tyler. This is a dude who killed the kids, isn't it? I'll never say. So ghost, <laughs> so ghost eating technique. Um, when the solar slays a spirit, demon, or ghost, the player can opt to roll a wits and occult. Doing so prevents the being from ever returning or reforming and grants the solar three essence on the spot. So go ahead and roll that wits plus occult. Difficulty? Difficulty, uh... Difficulty, you know what I'm gonna say. Difficulty six. There's some, uh, there's some other shit in this, uh, in this room that's helping you put down this ghost. Yeah, you, uh, after you tackle this thing to the ground, uh, you don't even notice that there are people watching you. There's actually, by, by your recollection with your newly enhanced uh, supernatural senses, there are. There are six people and one van-sized golden retriever watching you. Uh, Dude, you I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure the deed is done before I look up. You rip into this thing with uh, as that you have destroyed it and uh, basically take its essence and like rip it away and like subsume it into your own anima uh, burning away the shadow of the wraith that uh, was trying to kill people and absolutely decimating it never to return and then I feel like, I feel like after like like during that Marcy's just angry mean mugging the whole time and then after it's done she kind of like snaps out of it and like kind of goes back to not scary looking um so once you do that you have a good look around you see uh Cass and Liv who are you, you might have seen them around school uh but they don't really stand out to you as much Cass especially um and then you see Leonard who you definitely recognize from having to deal with the, the cops recently and also Francisca's uh, dislike of him 
And also you notice that there are three ghost children floating around live and a van-sized golden retriever that is kind of like wagging its tail somewhere near Cass and is nuzzling its head somewhere near Lenny. Right. Um, I guess once I kind of snap out of it and I kind of like look around, I'll just kind of like awkwardly put a hand up and just kind of be like, hi, um, where am I? Well, that was certainly dramatic. I'm going to turn back from looking, staring out the window at the storm. Oh, hey, when'd you walk in? Uh, Britt, you definitely get a sense of, um, companionship, uh, brotherhood with, uh, with Leonard. Something, uh, something about his very being strikes you as, (laughs) strikes you as something that that voice in your head told you to do. He is very familiar. Yeah, if you can do me a favor and uh, knock it down about 20% there, you're, uh, bright. And Liv just, like, rubs his eyes. <laughs> uh, so you eventually knock it down about 20% there, bud. And, uh, the camera pans back up to the sky and back down, and it's you guys sitting at the table with Marcy finishing up her story about how that she, uh, how that she exalted and basically came to run into your uh, into your little club. Uh, and by the way, Tyler, you totally saw that whole like terrifying destroying the ghost thing. Am I the only one who saw that? Unless, of course, Cody decided to peek through Simple Man's eyes. Then, yeah. Besides Marcy, you are the only one who saw her just rip apart a fucking ghost. 10 out of 10 was preoccupied watching the leaves blow in the wind outside. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Asking Your Friends for Help. The musical editing this episode was done by the talented Christina. The theme song for this season is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crooks. Other music in this episode was provided by Alexander Nakarada, Kevin McLeod, and Raphael Crooks. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to us on your podcasting app of choice. Be sure to like the episode and leave a review as that helps with the mysterious algorithm so we can get out to more people. If you wanted to contact us, you can do so by following us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost and send any questions you have to A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. And for making it through the episode, I just saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt die.